Welcome to the Tell Your Story podcast. Your story has the power to bring healing, inspiration, and joy. So what are you waiting for? Tell your story. Tellers, we're going to tell the story of the Bible by just reading the Bible. We'll take four chapters out of the entire Bible and read them. So enjoy listening. To start off, Genesis chapter 1, King James Version. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and foal that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged foal after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let foal multiply in the earth. In the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind, 
and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the foal of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the foal of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat." and to every beast of the earth, and to every foal of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening, and the morning, were the sixth day. Jeremiah 1, the message translation. The message of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, of the family of priests who lived in Anathoth, in the country of Benjamin. God's message began to come to him during the 30th year that Josiah, son of Ammon, reigned over Judah. It continued to come to him during the time Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, reigned over Judah. And it continued to come to him clear down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, over Judah, the year that Jerusalem was taken into exile. This is what God said. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But I said, hold it, Master God. Look at me. I don't know anything. I'm only a boy. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go, and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say, and you'll say it. Don't be afraid of a soul. I'll be right there, looking after you. God's decree. God reached out, touched my mouth, and said, Look, I've just put my words in your mouth, hand-delivered. See what I've done? I've given you a job to do among nations and governments, a red letter day. Your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over, building and planting. God's message came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I said, a walking stick, that's all. And God said, good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word I give you come true. God's message came again. So what do you see now? I said, I see a boiling pot tipped down toward us. Then God told me, Disaster will pour out of the north on everyone living in this land. Watch for this. I'm calling all the kings out of the north. God's decree. They'll come and set up headquarters facing Jerusalem's gates, facing all the city walls, 
facing all the villages of Judah. I'll pronounce my judgment on the people of Judah for walking out on me. What a terrible thing to do. And courting other gods with their offerings, worshiping as God's sticks they've carved, stones they've painted. But you, up on your feet and get dressed for work. Stand up and say your piece. Say exactly what I tell you to say. Don't pull your punches or I'll pull you out of the lineup. Stand at attention while I prepare you for your work. I'm making you as impregnable as a castle, immovable as a steel post, solid as a concrete block wall. You're a one-man defense system against this culture, against Judah's kings and princes, against the priests and local leaders. They'll fight you, but they won't even scratch you. I'll back you up every inch of the way. God's decree. John chapter 1, the Passion Translation. In the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. A fountain of life was in him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this light never fails to shine through darkness, light that darkness cannot overcome. Suddenly, a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. For he came as a witness to point the way to the light of life and to help everyone believe. John was not that light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the perfect light of truth was coming into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not recognize him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. He was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means, or by a man's desire, but he was born of God. And so the living expression became a man and lived among us. We gazed upon his beauty, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. John announced the truth about him when he taught the people. He's the one. He's the one I've been telling you would come after me, even though he ranks far above me because he existed before I was even born. And from the overflow of his fullness, we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. No one ever before gazed upon the full splendor of God except his uniquely beloved son, who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now that he has come to us, he has unfolded the full explanation of who God truly is. Now this was John's testimony when some of the Jewish leaders sent an entourage of priests and temple servants from Jerusalem to interrogate him. Who are you? They asked him. John answered them directly, saying, I am not the Messiah. Then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, John replied. So they pressed him further. Are you the prophet Moses said was coming? The one we're expecting? No, he replied. Then who are you? They demanded. We need an answer for those who sent us. 
Tell us something about yourself. Anything. John answered them. I am an urgent, thunderous voice, crying out in the desert. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord Yahweh. Then some members of the religious sect known as the Pharisees questioned John. Why do you baptize the people if you are neither the Messiah, Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize the people in this river, but the one who will take my place is to be more honored than I. But even when he stands among you, you will not recognize or embrace him. I am not worthy enough to stoop down in front of him and untie his sandals. All these events took place at Bethany, where John was baptizing at the place of the crossing of the river Jordan. The very next day, John saw Jesus coming to him to be baptized, and John cried out, Look, there he is, God's Lamb. He takes away the sin of the entire world. I told you that a mighty one would come, who is far greater than I am, because he existed long before I was born. My baptism was for the preparation of his appearing to Israel, even though I didn't recognize him. Then, as he baptized Jesus, he proclaimed these words, I see the Spirit of God appear like a dove descending from the heavenly realm and landing upon him, and it remained on him. Before this, I didn't know who he was, but the one who sent me to baptize with water had told me, You will see the Spirit come down and stay on someone. He will be the one I have sent to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen this happen, and I can tell you for sure that this man is the Son of God. The next day, Jesus walked right past where John and two of his disciples were standing. John, gazing upon Jesus, pointed to him and prophesied, Look, there's God's sacrificial lamb. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this, they immediately left John and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. Jesus turned around and saw they were following him and asked, What do you want? They responded, Rabbi, which means master teacher, where are you staying? Jesus answered, Come and discover for yourselves. So they went with him and saw where he was staying, and since it was late in the afternoon, they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. One of the two disciples who heard John's words and began to follow Jesus was a man named Andrew. He first found his brother Simon Peter and told him, We have found the Anointed One, which is translated the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. When he gazed upon Andrew's brother, he prophesied to him, You are Simon, and your father's name is John. But from now on, everyone will call you Cephas, which means Peter, the rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, where he found Philip. Jesus said to him, Come and follow me. Now Philip, Andrew, and Peter had all grown up together in the village of Bethsaida. Philip went to look for his friend Nathanael and told him, we found him. We found the one we've been waiting for. It's Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. He's the one who Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. Nathanael sneered. <laughs> Nazareth? What good thing could ever come from Nazareth? Philip answered, come and let's find out. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, Here comes a true son of Israel, an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathanael was stunned and said, But you've never met me. How do you know anything about me? Jesus answered, Nathanael, right before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of a fig tree. 
Nathanael blurted out, Teacher, you truly are the Son of God and the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under a fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you all will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. Revelation 1 Amplified Version This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, his unveiling of divine mysteries, which God the Father gave to him to show to his bondservants, believers, the things which must soon take place in their entirety. And he sent and communicated it by his angel, divine messenger, to his bondservant John, who testified and gave supporting evidence to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to everything that he saw in his visions. Blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and who keep the things which are written in it, heeding them and taking them to heart, for the time of fulfillment is near. John, to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia, grace be granted to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from him who is existing forever and who was continually existing in the past, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits that are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who always loves us, and who has once for all freed us or washed us from our sins by his own blood, his sacrificial death, and formed us into a kingdom as his subjects, priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes and nations of the earth will mourn over him, realizing their sin and guilt and anticipating the coming wrath. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. He who is existing forever and who is continually existing in the past and who is to come, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all. I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patient endurance which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos, exiled there because of my preaching of the word of God regarding eternal salvation and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit and special communication with the Holy Spirit, and empowered to receive and record the revelation from Jesus Christ on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, Write on a scroll what you see in this revelation, and send it to the seven church churches, to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Theatera, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and after turning, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, I saw someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe reaching to his feet, and with a golden sash wrapped around his chest. His head and his hair were white like white wool, glistening white like snow, 
and his all-seeing eyes were flashing like a flame of fire piercing into my being. His feet were like burnished white-hot bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was powerful like the voice of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword of judgment, and his face reflecting his majesty and the Shekinah glory was like the sun shining in all its power at midday. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, and he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, absolute deity, the Son of God, and the ever-living one, living in and beyond all time and space. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of absolute control and victory over death and of Hades, the realm of the dead. So write the things which you have seen in the vision, and the things which are now happening, and the things which will take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels, divine messengers of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Thank you, tellers, for listening to the word. Until next time. Bye.